On today's episode, I talk about law enforcement appreciation and is Jordan Peterson worried about ChatGPT? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode 138. Today's Monday. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. January 9th, 2023. Today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. It's a day to honor and appreciate the men and women who serve in law enforcement. And, you know, for me, uh, this day holds a, a little bit more of a special meaning. You see, you know, I lost my brother. He was a police officer in the line of duty. And, uh, you know, he was killed doing what he loved, you know, and trying to protect the community. And, and you know, losing him, it, it left a hole in, uh, in me, my heart, and, uh, you know, in the hearts of our family. And we, you know, we still struggle with that every day. As I've, you know, kind of struggled to come to terms with that, that loss, you know, over the years we've always realized the importance of honoring and uh, celebrating that sacrifice. And the many more that all of the other law enforcement officers have made um, over the years, and they continue to make every day. Um, But, you know, today... Unfortunately, it seems that law enforcement is, uh, they're often viewed, I guess, in a negative light with suspicion and uh, a lot of mistrust. You know, and the media tends to focus on, only on all of the negative incidents involving police officers. As few as those are, those are the ones that they want to uh, really focus on. And uh, sometimes this can lead to a pretty distorted view of what officers do on a daily basis. You know, because the reality is that the vast majority of officers are good, honest people who are, uh, you know, dedicated to serving and protecting. Um, they put their lives on the line every day to keep, uh, to keep everyone safe. And uh, they deserve our respect and appreciation. So on uh, National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, it's especially important that uh, we take a moment to recognize the hard work and sacrifices of these men and women. Because they deserve to know that their uh, efforts are valued and appreciated, despite the uh, challenges that they face in society today. So... Today, um, take a moment to thank a law enforcement officer in your life, whether it's a family member or just someone you see in the community. Um, let them know that you're uh, grateful for their service. And, if, you know, if you personally don't know a law enforcement officer, there's still always ways that you can show your support, sending letters or cards to uh, local police departments or make a donation to uh, a law enforcement charity. But whatever you do, you know, just take a moment to recognize the important role that they play in our society, and they deserve our appreciation. So this, the National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, is a perfect opportunity to show that. I also wanted to tell everyone about a new coffee brand called Coffee Brand Coffee. It's fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. Coffee Brand Coffee was built by creating direct trade partnerships with many coffee producers that use sustainable coffee growing standards. We feel that this uh, dedication to quality should be obvious 
when you have uh, coffee brain coffee in your cup. And uh, there are nearly 20 new flavors and the uh, upcoming tea line. And uh, they even have hot cocoa too. So check them out at coffeebraincoffee.com and use the coupon code SENSITIVE for an additional 5% off. So give them a try. I know I've mentioned ChatGPT on the podcast here quite a lot lately. Um, and I know you're probably getting sick of hearing about it. But, uh, you know, Wolfie and I, we messed around with it a little on the podcast last week. And uh, every time I have an idea of here's something to do, here's something to ask it, here's something to get it to do. Um, and every time I, I do, I get to do something different. It just kind of, you know, blows me away. Um, I guess it just amazes me how little is it's actually being talked about. I mean, I know I, I sometimes get a little hyped up about this type of thing. And it's just that I think, uh, you know, we're really underestimating how big an impact this is actually going to make. Um, I saw a clip of Jordan Peterson. He was giving a lecture and he brought up um, ChatGPT. And uh, here's that clip. How many of you know what ChatGPT is? Okay. So well, I'll, not very many. So I'll tell you what ChatGPT is, just so you know, because you need to know this. And I don't know what sort of technological revolution this is. Gutenberg press level? It's something like that. This is a big deal. So this AI system, it's a general language processing model, was released about a week ago, a week and a half ago. And uh, I, I went and interacted with it. You can, it's an AI system, artificial intelligence system. It basically is trained on, well, a massive corpus of, of spoken and or of text. So it's derived its models of the world from the analysis of human speech, essentially. It, it isn't using real world data yet, but that will be happening certainly within the next year. So, and chat GPT analyzes a very large corpus of text and that corpus is growing all the time. Now it's already sophisticated enough. I went on to it last week and I said, okay, some of you know I, I've written these books, 12 Rules for Life, and then Beyond Order, 12 More Rules, because, you know, you can't have enough rules. And I asked it, this is what I asked it to do. I said, write me an essay that's a 13th rule for Beyond Order, written in a style that combines the King James Bible with the Tao Te Ching. That's a pretty difficult that's pretty difficult to pull off, you know? Any one of those things is hard. The intersection of all three, that's impossible. Well, it wrote it in about three seconds, four pages long, and it isn't obvious to me, for better or worse, that I would be able to tell that I didn't write it. Yeah, I also saw the other day that uh, Joe Rogan had on his podcast, uh, Brett Weinstein, and uh, they talked a little about it also. Um, here's that clip. Often surprisingly good at answering questions you might have about how to do things. One of the great triumphs of it is that coders are now asking it to solve coding problems. And it will actually write code that is functional. It, it's pretty amazing. And it also, there's a an implementation of it that if you feed it, up to three tweets it will write a new york times story in one of five genres you know optimistic pessimistic neutral and 
um, you know, it's you don't really need the New York Times anymore because it's pretty good at this job, right? So on the one hand, it's all very interesting that we're living in an era in which there is at least, I mean, you know, and this is a prototype, right? This is a prototype that was specifically trained and then placed on the internet so people could play with it. And I've seen lots of interesting um, uses. It's going to get better, right? We're dealing with ChatGPT 3. There's going to be a ChatGPT 4, which is going to be that much better because it will be built with the uh, improvements that have been gained through turning this one loose on the world. But I have to say, I am quite alarmed not only that this thing exists, but I don't think we're ready for it. And I don't think we're ready for it in a couple different ways. I mean, if you want to comfort yourself and say, well, this isn't that serious that we have this AI that can do these really shocking things, the, the comforting thing is that the way it's programmed, it doesn't know what it's saying. It doesn't matter that it convinces you that it's saying something and it means it and you know, that it seems like a creative entity. I have two concerns about it. One, if you imagine that this thing just gets a little better than it is, which is inevitable, that it's going to make um, actual insight that much harder to spot, right? In other words, if you become expert at operating this thing, at querying it, and it becomes better at understanding a wider range of topics because they turn it loose on everything that's written on the internet, for example, right? Then the point is the ability to fake expertise is going to go through the roof. I don't think we know how we're going to police a world in which, I mean, this is, this problem's already bad enough. Most academics are fakers. They don't know that right? They trained in something, they wrote a dissertation, they think they're experts, but you can see when something unexpected happens, like the pandemic, you get just broad scale failure across entire disciplines where nobody seems to get it right, right? So in that world, this is going to be even worse because now you have some, an artificial intelligence able to generate things in plain English that are often full of true information but you don't know whether what generated it is some, you know, brain-dead model or something else. That's one concern. And then the other concern is when we say, well, ChatGPT doesn't know what it's saying. It's not conscious. We know it's not conscious because it's not programmed to have a consciousness. We are actually ignoring the other half of the story, which is that we don't know how human consciousness works, and we don't know how it develops in a child, right? A child is exposed to a world of adults talking around them, and the child experiments first with phonemes and then words and then clusters of words and then sentences. And by doing something that isn't all that far from what ChatGPT is doing, it ends up becoming a conscious individual. And so I think it's clear that ChatGPT isn't conscious. It couldn't be. But it isn't clear to me, at least, that we are not suddenly stepping onto a process that produces that very quickly without us even necessarily knowing it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I think this is going to be, uh, at, at the very minimum, 
it will uh, make academics yeah, really difficult for, I mean, if you can, if a student can write an essay or a paper on pretty much any topic, and it's written, you know, in, uh, you know, real world language, understandable, it's a different the way it pieces it together every time. It's not, you know, it's not like it's just something that's easily detectable through, you know, all these plagiarism checkers. Um, I don't know how that'll make it possible for um, teachers, professors, to give any sort of type of written assignment like that again. Just want to thank everybody for listening. And, uh, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at socially sensitive also check out our website sociallysensitive.com and grab some officially licensed products